Hello, everyone. Jay Nay here from Your Real Weight Loss. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Rob Allen, all the way from Montreal. This is fun. Hi. Hi. It's great being here. We're just so happy. We're happy to have you. We found you on Instagram. We reached out and you answered. And here we are. Yeah, we're yeah, so grateful that you we're so grateful that you said yes. Of course. I, I love your page. I love all your stuff. And you have kind of the same message as, as I do. So I thought it'd be perfect. Um, before we get going, we have some amazing questions for you. But um, before we get going, I would love for you guys, you to tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to do what you do. Um, well, it all started a long time ago, obviously, um, when I was, I was playing a lot of sports and stuff in high school, university, and then you know, once you start working, obviously you don't have as much time to, to work out. So, you know, in CJAP University, I started uh, working out a lot um, instead of playing sports. And so I changed my whole major and went into exercise science, focused more on athletic therapy, clinical exercise physiology, um, really loved that. And then, so that transitioned into, you know, being a personal trainer one-on-one, -on -one. did that for, you know, 20 years working in the gym with like a variety of clients uh, picked up like a lot of certifications along the way and you know I've, I've loved it ever since and and now I'm here we are and now I'm doing mostly online stuff um, so I can help even more people that's amazing so did you move to online like pre-pandemic or was this kind of a pandemic type thing well I was already on the verge I was I was doing it a little bit like but that kind of pushed me over the edge and now I'm like 90 percent online it because it, I mean, when you are doing that one on one, it, it's very limited as to how many people yeah. you can help. Yeah, yeah, you can only see, you know, a few people per day. And honestly, with the online, I find that I can actually get pe people better results, simply because I can go in and with the technology we have, I can go in and see, you know, what's happening in those other 23 hours of the day that I'm not with them. So I can see a lot more information and get people better results because I have more access to what's going on in terms of their life. That is so cool. Yeah, no. And I would agree even for your weight loss, like when we obviously the pandemic moved a lot of our, I mean, we made the change in January, 2019, where we really put, cause we have, um, we also have locations where we're from, uh, where people see us weekly and whatever. And we needed to basically bring everyone online and it just opened up that world of after, are you on TikTok? I'm curious. Are you on TikTok? No, I'm not on TikTok. Well, I have an account, but I've never posted anything. I'm not, okay. I'm not there yet. Um, so <laughs> for us, it was TikTok that really brought us to the world of calorie deficit. Uh, that's kind of how we realized that the world needed more of that message. Um, and we started to, really show up on social media with that message. But anyways, uh, for us as well at Your Weight Loss, we needed to move every everything online and really, we feel like we've seen the same results. People are getting amazing results through the online program. So I can just imagine the same. You get to be there more than when it's one-on-one -on -one yeah. in person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and you, you because it's so much easier to just, you know, support people via Zoom and things like that. You jump on a call quickly, talk about things, set up meetings where, you know, people might not always be able to be present, but they can always tune in later and, and kind of get the information anyway, kind of at their own schedule. Yes, cool. Their way. Um, <laughs> but we do love your approach on Instagram and we love that you're like to the point. And um, do you, have you, do you get any hate? Do you get any internet hate? How do you deal with the trolls? 
Um, you know, I, I try to just, yeah, I mean, for sure, no matter what you say, um, you know, even if it's like, you could say, oh, the sky is blue and somebody's going to come and say you're wrong and, you know, attack you. But generally what I do is I just ignore them or I block them. Yeah. I do feel like you, you still have a really good approach though on your Instagram. Like yes. it's not as like uh, bold as some of the people with calorie deficit message. No. Um, why do you feel like some people struggle? Like for us, what we were most shocked about when, about when we really started showing up on social media, talking about calorie deficit, talking about like but you still need to be in a calorie deficit, you know, for fat loss. Um, we were just shocked that so many people weren't aware of it. So that was the first piece that was shocking. Um, like, why do you but not even like under frustrated? Yeah. Like not even understanding the words calorie deficit and, and needing to explain it. And then people are frustrated that, that this is the way. Yeah. Because a lot of people hear calorie deficit and they think it's just like another term, like, keto or intermittent fasting and they think it's like a one of these fad things they think it's a diet they think it's a diet yeah and yeah. when in reality like all diets lead to that right so that's why it's a little bit more all-encompassing than your traditional you know fad diet right Absolutely. So love your, you know, love all of your posts where you talk about calorie deficit, but the other piece that really resonate resonates with your weight loss is you talk about the importance of consistency and, um, you know, listening to your body and like all the other aspects that, yeah, you have to create a calorie deficit to lose weight, but weight loss can be more complicated than that because you also need to be consistent with it. And in order for you to be consistent with a calorie deficit, you need to definitely find your way to do that or else, you're going to be too much in a calorie deficit. Then you'll be hangry. Then you won't, you know, mm -hmm. so it's just like all the other aspects of weight loss that can really um, be the piece, the missing piece that tons of people just want the answers for the physical transformation and not the talk. Like, let's have a conversation about what you yeah. want and how to get there. Um, so I'm just yeah. like going through your Instagram right now to be inspired to for conversations. <laughs> you go, Leaf. Um, okay. So speaking of calorie deficit, we'll get into the first question. So I'm curious what you say, and I'm sure that you get this all the time. I'm assuming I am in a calorie deficit, but I am not losing weight. So what do you say to your clients or people? How do you help them? What do you say? What do you do? Well, I mean, generally when somebody thinks they're in a calorie deficit and they're not losing weight, it could be a variety of things, but most likely it's, um, that they aren't actually in a deficit. And, you know, so people can be trying their best and really pushing hard and trying, but the, the targets that they've set up just aren't the right ones, right? And so, and that's not their fault. It's just a question of re reframing and, and reorganizing and looking at their targets a little bit more closely because, you know, if you set up your calorie deficit based off of a tracker and, you know, a, an online calculator, you know, the chances of that being accurate aren't that very aren't very good right so um you really have to figure out what your true deficit is and you can only do that by first of all being consistent second of all being patient and adjusting based off of the results you're seeing oh i love that adjust according to the results you're seeing and i had someone say this on my on um instagram yesterday because it was my question ask me anything and someone asked me my bmr is 1555 calories is a good range from 1300 to 1600. And I'm sure you like, people are so like, it, look at all these numbers, right? It's like almost so confusing. And like, do you understand what that even means? And so when I went on, I said, you know, like, even if, yeah, I, 
do you want me to just say, yes, yeah, that's a good target. But the thing is, is this, this is a conversation. The chances of you actually achieving that target in a way where you're happy, you are prioritizing what you want to prioritize, that you are, you know, um, making sure that you are doing things in the, in your way and not just for weight loss. Um, but there's also that piece that chances are you're not counting calories correctly. Like it's, mm -hmm. And if you're not a bad person, you're not doing anything wrong. It's just what science is showing us that humans, the human behavior is that you're going to um, undercount and also leave you frustrated. Now that's the piece. It leaves you frustrated because you don't see results. And then someone said, so basically you're telling us to eat anything and just magic will happen and we're going to lose weight. And I'm like, no, you still need to stay connected to the results. I think that that's the piece. And it's like, but the skill's not everything. Yes, but at one point, it's a tool that tells you if you are losing weight or not. Yeah. So do you, I know maybe this is not part of the questions, but we're going towards scale. Tell us, talk to us about, you know, you just said that, that you have to listen to the results. The results will, you know, you need to adjust according to the results. So do you tell your clients to use the scale as a tool? Like talk, let's have a conversation about the scale. Well, the scale, like it's important in, it's one, one way of finding results. And it's usually the one that's most important to people. So you want to, you know, disconnect any emotional uh, kind of connection to what the number you see is. Because if you jump on and you gain two pounds, um, like you're going to be demoralized, you're going to be demotivated. You're not going to feel good. You probably won't track very well that day you probably won't exercise because you're not, not going to feel very good so it's important to have a disconnect there it's just collecting information like data points that you're able to kind of plot on a line and then kind of see the, the big picture because people kind of overestimate what they can achieve in a very short amount of time but they underestimate what they can achieve in a long period of time so when you look at the day to day and it's fluctuating all the time, it's demoralizing. But if you take it over six months and you see, okay, yeah, I started here, but now I'm here, but it's been like this the whole way, but you just draw a line and you're like, well, it's going down. So it's important to, to track and, and make sure that you know what's going on because if you don't, you can't adjust properly, right? Yes, yes. 1000% to everything he said, you guys, you need to go back and listen to his words about disconnecting the emotion, the drama, we call it drama. <laughs> There's drama around the scale. And I mean, we are female, we understand that drama and emotions is probably higher in our blood than men with the scale. Okay. And it is what it is. But we have those conversations with our members as well, Rob. We're like, you are putting drama and the drama is making you behave in a way that's not allowing you to perform properly for you to actually get your goals. Um, and so, yes, to everything Rob just said, that was amazing. Yeah. And I mean, to add that, like, because day, day to day, your weight can fluctuate so much because your body's mostly water, right? So, you know, you can go, your weight probably fluctuates three, four, even five pounds over the course of the day, depending on what you've eaten um, and how much you've drank and all these, these factors. So, you know, from one day to the next, it can be a big change. And so if you're too connected to that emotionally, well, you're just kind of on a roller coaster of emotions like day in and day out. And that's the way to live, right? Um, so the two pieces that I hear from this is the connection emotion, like you have too much of an emotional connection to a number. And the next thing that I really hurt, like that I got from what you just said was the timeline. 
So saying like, you're not giving yourself six months, a year to see results. It's very much like emotional that day. And you're not looking at the big picture, loved everything about it. That's, that's exactly our message. Perfect. Yeah, we t- really like our members to take the pressure off of the timeline. Um, and just, you know, and just say, imagine if you just gave yourself a year, like imagine how like, you know, take that like heaviness off of I'm going to lose 20 pounds before the end of 2021. Let's just take that off. And let's see what we can do in a year. Imagine how you could be feeling in a year. And and it's hard for people. We live in a society where we want everything yesterday. So we understand why. And we also understand that a lot of people come to us almost desperate they're they're uncomfortable in their body and they want to feel better now yeah yeah for sure okay Um, so oh go go ahead no i have nothing go (laughs) okay so we already kind of touched on this a little bit um and i i'm curious to hear your opinion on your thoughts on tracking calories and the pros and cons behind actually tracking your calories so i'll start off with the cons um, so the cons would be it's time consuming, right? It's, it's annoying. Like nobody likes tracking their food. Like, you know, you eat and then you're kind of like, oh, I have to put in all this. Food. Like it, it's annoying. Right. But, um, and it's, it's not hundred percent accurate. Right. I mean, food labels can be off, obviously human error. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into it, not being super accurate. Okay. So for those two reasons, it, it's not great. Plus just people kind of get kind of, uh, you know, obsessive about it and kind of gamify it. I've seen a lot of people, you know, they, they aim for, let's say 1700 calories they're hitting it and they see results and they're like, okay, well, wow, I'm getting good results. What if I go down to 15? What if I go down to 13? What if I do a thousand? And then it's just because it becomes like a game where they're trying to go lower and lower because they get kind of addicted to seeing the result on the scale. And so, you know, it no longer becomes about being healthy and it just becomes about hitting that lowest possible number that they can survive on. And so for those reasons, it can not be great, right? Now, the pros would be that it actually gives you um, the information to, you know, allow you to make an informed decision around your choices, right? So you do have the data. It's not perfect, but it's the best we've got, right? You're not, you can't, you know, measure your calories in any other way we have to know whether you're in a calorie deficit or not and you know that's the most accurate way you can do yourself to kind of see how much you're actually inputting into your body to allow you to have the information to make an informed decision on whether you need to adjust those those calories or not i love it yeah. At the end of the day, what I hear is you feel like it's a pro for the awareness. It's creating awareness. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is like people, when they start tracking, it's often, often very eye-opening where they're like, wow, I thought I wasn't eating that much, but like I'm eating 3000 calories. Like I didn't realize that almonds had that much, that much fat in them. I didn't realize that, you know, this had this many calories in it. And, you know, it, it just allows them to think about things a little bit more because they learn what their actual habits are and then they can adjust based off of that. And I think that if you can track your calories without the emotional piece, the emotion, like, oh, ben, oh, I can't believe that <laughs> almonds are whatever. Listen, I didn't make this rule. <laughs> like this is, you know, so I feel like it's just feedback. It's like the scale, like, oh, ben, oh I gained whatever. Calm down. Like it's going to be okay. People um, get mad at, at almonds. They're mad at almonds. Peanut yeah. butter. And like, they're just I'm mad, mad at, at peanut the butter. nutritional fact. Um, and that's emotions. That's, that's not you being rational. And this is just what it is. And, um, 
do you see that there's so much value in letting go of the emotions when it comes to weight loss? Emotions take over on a lot of aspects to it. Like, I won't be able to do that. Uh, oh, I gained weight. Oh, this is too many calories. Look at look at that language as well. Like, just like the vibe that you're putting out there. These are just facts. And then you make choices. Like, I do feel like there's that conversation, obviously, that we are having with our members about the drama and the the, the language that they're using really affects mm -hmm. their journey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to just look at it as it as a data that you're inputting. And then you look at it at the end of the week and you're like, okay, so I was averaging this many calories. Good. Um, I'm on track. That's good. And I lost weight. So obviously everything's going well. If not, then adjust those numbers and figure out what you need to do to improve them. Like there's nothing else besides that. Not like, oh, I, but I tried to like, it just, you got to take that emotion out. And it's just numbers, like as, as if you're like analyzing a financial document, you're just like, okay, the chart's going down, the numbers check off. Okay, good. Okay. And we all say you have a choice. You can care or not care. Like if you didn't lose weight, um, you can be like, but I loved my lifestyle and I loved, you know, okay, well then we keep going, but this is the reality of your lifestyle. It does not yeah. put you in a deficit and that's okay. Yeah, no, for sure. No, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Are your members mostly, are your um, clients, are they mostly female, male? What's your split? Um, I'd say about 80% female, 20% male. Okay, just so, curious. Yeah, women. <laughs> We're like 99% women, 1% men. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, how long, I, this wasn't on our questions, but I'm sure you're fine with it. Um, how, and people ask us this all the time. So let's say that I feel like I'm in a calorie deficit but I don't lose weight. Like how long do you tell people to kind of like wait for it before they would adjust? Well, um, first I have to look at if they're getting any other kind of results. So if you are, you haven't lost any weight in let's say a month, but you know, the clothes that you used to wear are too loose. People are noticing like, Oh wow, you've lost weight. Um, you, you've seen your measurements go down that that's a good sign. It means that you probably are in a deficit. You just, the scale hasn't caught up yet. Like you've maybe gained some muscle, you might have some water retention, whatever, but it means you're losing fat because you're getting smaller. So that's the first thing you want to look at is, are you getting any other results? If not, well, then you have to, um, you know, wait about, I'd say about three weeks is a okay. good, good amount of time yeah. before you're like, okay, I have to look at whatever, everything I'm doing and make an adjustment. Okay. Um, because something's not working. So I want to make sure that you don't want to just sit, you know, for six months at the same calorie intake, uh, doing the exact same things and not getting any results. Like you, 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 every three, four weeks, you want to kind of reevaluate and reassess what's working, what's not working, and then make a little change. Um, also, guys, I need to say this with kindness. Uh, you won't just acquire muscle by doing not exercising. <laughs> like, no. you know what I mean? Like you're not gaining muscle unless you are like actively at the gym, increasingly lifting harder, eating your protein, right? Like it's hard to gain muscle. Very hard. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to be in a deficit. Like, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible. Like it's boom, but it's very, very difficult. If you're trying to be in a deficit and you're eating less, the chance of you actually building more muscle are not that good. I, I I know a lot of people, you know, they drink a protein shake and the next day they're like, oh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm huge now. Like, oh, <laughs> I love that you just said that. Thank you. <laughs> Basically, um, I am turning 40 next year and I want to have a really nice butt. So I did hip thrust once at the gym and I said to my husband, I'm like, I think my ass is already nicer. He's like, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and the thing is with, um, you know, people that, that work out and don't want to get bigger or bulky. The problem is that when you go in and work out while you're doing a particular exercise and working a particular muscle, all the blood's going to that muscle. So it's going to swell up. It's going to get a little bit bigger. The, your, your clothes are going to be a little bit tighter on that area for a little while, maybe like half a day. But a lot of people, they, they see it right away and they panic thinking that, oh, my muscle got way bigger um, just because I, I got like kind of a lot of blood flow to that area. But the reality is it's going to take a long time. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that, Rob. So, uh, what, what get on that booty leash, you need hey, to do more hip thrusts. Yeah. One, what's yeah. my, what's my top exercise I need to be doing to doing to build my booty. You got to do the heavy hip thrusts. Okay. I like it. Perfect. Um, the, that also wasn't on the question, but I threw that one in there. <laughs> um, I'm reading one of your posts that I really enjoy, um, that I think we should talk about. So when trying to lose weight, instead of choosing the lowest calorie target that you can survive on, try aiming for the highest possible target that will allow you to still lose weight. Sure. It might take a bit longer to lose it, but at least it won't suck as much and you'll actually keep the weight off. And the reason why I really enjoy this is because the suck, we say suck a lot at your weight loss. We're like, yeah, you can't be consistent because the diet you've put yourself on sucks, you know, so you can't be consistent with it. Um, and often enough, the diet they've put themselves on is something they've done in the past that did put them in a calorie deficit that they did lose weight on. And they only remember the result, the physical, like when I did that, I lost 50 pounds, but they never kept it off. So of course at your weight loss for us, it's, it would be better for you to lose maybe 35 pounds and keep it off and love your life and it not suck. Um, mm. And then you keep it off. So keeping it off is a huge part of what we do um, at your weight loss. So what do you ask? Like, what do you, when you um, have your clients, um, obviously you try to give them uh, habits that they can keep for the rest of their lives. Obviously as someone that helps people to be healthier and lose weight, we all want that, right? You, yeah. I mean, you have your own business. We have our own business. That's what we want for our members. We want them to have the results, but to keep them. Um, I don't know. Talk to us about one thing that you're like, uh, that this is really important to me because that's a part of the keeping it off part of weight loss. What do you say um, to your members? Yeah, well, it's got to be something that you you can see, you have to ask yourself, do I see myself doing this for the rest of my life? You know, whether it's something to do with exercise or something, a way of eating. And if the answer is no, then don't do it. It's yeah. got to be something, it doesn't have to be something that you necessarily love, but it can be something that you tolerate and that you, you kind of see some enjoyment in and you can actually realistically see yourself doing you know, day in and day out for the rest of your life, because it's not like I'm going to lose, let's say 50 pounds and then go back to your normal lifestyle. If you start working out and, you know, eating properly, you're doing it for ever, not for until you hit that number. And then you're going to stop. It's, it's, you're going to continue forever. So it's got to be something that you're willing to do for the long haul. We say it in a way where we say you have to do something that represents who you want to be, not the results you want out of it. So if you are someone that wants to eat vegetables, you know, twice a day or work out or go to the gym, be a gym goer or be a walker, it needs to be who you want to be. And you're not doing this performance for a physical transformation. It needs yeah. to like, I'm one step closer to who I want to be. 
So I feel like it's the same message for sure. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. uh it's just, yeah, being not not wanting to be something for a reason. It's just being that thing, right? Yes. That person. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I want to talk about calories. So I'll do like, you know, obviously an extreme example. So I mean people so people so we tell people you just need to create a calorie deficit and they're like so what i could like eat donuts all day and we're like i mean yeah you could you would feel like shit if you ate your total calories in donuts you wouldn't have a lot of energy you know you wouldn't have a lot of um micronutrients you'd probably be hungry as well you would be hungry have a headache all that stuff so yes you can but obviously it's not that extreme and and and, and weight loss is always so extreme it's like kale and broccoli and fish or it's like, you know, Big Mac meal, supersized Big Mac meals. What advice do you give your clients as far as like the composition of their calories? How much comes from whole food versus processed food? How does that conversation go? Well, I mean, generally what we want is to hit, you know, a good 80% of their food from like whole food, unprocessed food, you know, food that's actually going to build up your body and nourish you properly, give you a lot of energy. And then you have a little bit of room, you know, 10, 20% where, you know, when life kind of happens, you go and you have drinks, um, you're having desserts, um, you, 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 you're stuck somewhere and you have to grab, you know, a quick snack at the grocery store and it does, you don't really have any other options. So it could be at a, I don't hear, we have depeners, but whatever, like quick, quick meal. So that's always going to happen. So, you know, you can have a little bit of that um, because it's going to make your life much more livable. It's going to make everything much more sustainable long-term. So you're better off aiming for, you know, 80% perfection rather than, and, and being successful with that than aiming for a hundred percent perfection and failing miserably, which is almost guaranteed. Perfect. I mean, it, it's, I love that you said it's like the long-term game. It's the sustainability. You know what I mean? That's what's going to see us through is not trying to eat only fully whole foods. It's like, and, and the 80, 20 thing is like a goal, you know, you know, it's, it's for it's those goal that everyone's re So if you're like 100% processed, it's a good start to just start eating a fruit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. you're not at 80%, but that's the ultimate goal to be at 80. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, like quite often when I'm looking at clients, uh, nutrition and, and what they're eating, you know, they might be eating 40 grams of protein per day. And what I want them to be at is about 120. Right. So I don't expect them to go from 40 to 120 and just triple their intake of protein in a, in a, in a week, you know, it's going to take time. So after the first month, we aim for maybe 50 and then 60. And we you gradually get it up to close to where you want it to be. And, and work on the habits around building that back up. So that's important. It doesn't have and, to be perfect. And I'm assuming that your clients are also people that want to, um, it's workouts as well, right? Like there's a lot of yeah. like weightlifting and all that. So that's yeah. why you're, you're pushing the protein when it comes to, um, your, your program. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the protein is, is we, we look most at the calories. That's the most important thing, but I do like have like, um, a big focus on protein as well. Yeah. Um, just, you know, for, you know, keeping at least your muscle. Cause like, even if you're not maintaining, or even if you're not building muscle, you want to be able to maintain all your muscle, right? Yeah. If you're in a deficit and which is the goal. So you got to get enough protein. Um, obviously it, it does fill you up more. It makes you feel more satisfied. Yeah. And then also it just, you know, so many calories that you, you intake in protein get burned up in digesting and absorbing. So net you can actually eat a little bit more 
if you're eating a lot of protein. All right. So we'll I like be smart. I like it. I like it. Like um, it. But you know what? And people listening to this, guys, though, if you hate protein, that that doesn't work for you. Like what he said works great if you like are a person that that is like if you're a, a vegan or a vegetarian. I mean, I know there's other ways to get protein in, but like it still has to be important Ooh, like, to you and yes. your way, you know, and your values as well. Because yeah. the, you know, the actual advantage that you might get off of eating a little bit of extra protein, it, it's there, but it's, it's small, you know, it shouldn't be, sometimes we get so focused on the small little things that we yeah. lose sight of the big things, you know? Yeah. I mean, people get bogged down with like all these little things that are going to give 1% improvement and kind of yes. throwing out the, the 90% things, the big the big rocks that are actually going to move the, the scale a lot more. Oh. So yeah, you got to be kind of really focused on those big things and kind of forget about the little things like supplements and all that kind of stuff that are not really going to affect you that much. Oh my God. Louder for the people in the back. Rob. <laughs> I do also think too, with protein, as far as being North Americans, um, we have to be so much more purposeful. Like it's so easy to access carbs and fat that yeah. protein, you just kind of have to be a little bit more purposeful to, yeah, if you do, ways, yeah. if you do want to have, if you, uh, want, if you want to consume higher than hundred grams of protein a day, I really think you need to be purposeful with it. Yeah, you have to, like, I mean, you just have to really focus on having it at every meal. Like, that's basically what it comes down to. You know, you, it doesn't have to be a lot, but, you know, it doesn't, and, and it doesn't have to be 100 grams. Um, it's just, like, even, like, improving it slightly is going to help you a little bit. Yeah. But I, I at the end of the day, it's really about um, eating the right number of calories. That what, That's what it comes down to. Yes, yes. Say it Did again. You hear that, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what's your opinion on protein powder? Um, well, I mean, the thing is like a lot of people have a tough time getting it in or getting in enough protein in, right? So it's pretty efficient. It's quick, very high protein to calorie ratio. So if you're watching your calories, but you want to get more protein, you can grab a shake. The problem is a lot of them have a lot of artificial sweeteners. So you got to kind of be careful. You got to test them out, see what's going to work for you. What's not going to cause like a lot of you know, digestive upset, so to speak, and, and make sure that you're, you're getting the right one. And, you know, you can have one uh, once in a while, but I wouldn't use it to replace actual food. Um, you know, you don't want to be, you know, having most of your food coming from protein shakes and bars and all kinds of stuff. You're better off getting actual real food if you can, but it does help a lot. It's easy, convenient, fast. Yeah. So yeah. They're helpful. It's, it's weird because we, we obviously our members sometimes are like, can I make this recipe? But no, they, they have like this weird relationship with protein powder. And we've had mu multiple people on our podcast talking and, and you guys seem to all, we all have the same opinion. It's like, it's, I, I don't know why it's been demonized. It's like, is this a bad thing? But it can really, um, fill, fill, fill in the recipe, fill in the, the day. And, um, uh, and there's nothing bad, you know, like it's not this bad, it, it has a bad rep, like for some reason. It, it turns people off for some reason. They, they, they're like afraid. I don't know if it's because they think they're going to get muscly or they're afraid to, cause it's processed. They think it's like fake, but I mean, but then, you know, they're eating a granola bar and they're eating a, you know, so yes, it is processed, but I mean, how many of us eat 0% processed food in the run of a day? Not many. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And so if you're going to get some processed food, a protein shake is the, is, is a good place to, to have it. Right. So yeah, it's a lot of people um, think it's like steroids basically. 
Yeah. Big big guys at the gym drinking their protein shakes. And, you know, they just, you know, that and creatine are two things that like people just think, oh, you know, these are bad things and and they're, it's not natural. It's not natural. Not natural. You're right. So it's something that's in food anyway. So. But you know what? It comes back to what you said. Like they get boggled like into this one little thing and they do that for tons of people do that. They see, let's say me and Alicia out to lunch and they're like, they can go out to lunch. Yes, but this is not, this is not our everyday or even doing a 15 second TikTok and you get attacked for what you did in the 15 seconds. And they're like, (gasps) they're promoting processed foods. It's like, oh my goodness, this is a 15 second moment in my day. You don't see all the things I do. So it's like the bulky guy at the gym and they see him drink a protein shake and they're they're like, that's why he has those big muscles. Like, no, if you saw everything that that person eats and yeah. all the work that person does, yeah, that the shake that they're drinking is like such a small, it's not even, it's not even a thing. Oh, exactly. it's funny. Huh? It is funny. It's, it's interesting how it's been perceived, but it's not their fault because also, you know, the diet industry is for years has been promoting, like do this one tiny little thing. And then you get these insane results. Whereas we all know that like results like abs, let's say, which like the percentage of people that actually have abs in order to achieve that super low percentage of body fat for a lot for most people. And like, you know, tons and tons of workouts in the gym. I mean, they ask us all, they ask Jose all the time, like, how do you, what exercises do you do? And she's like, See, my, my body is made, that's where my body loses fat. So I do have like definition in my belly, but I do zero crunches, but I have a good butt and some thighs. That's where my body, like the fat goes there first, you know? So they're always like, tell me your crunch routine. I'm like, I haven't done a crunch since 2002 when I was in the diet industry trying to pretend I needed to. Um, anyways, uh, but yes, no, it's very, it's, but like Alicia said, it's not their fault. Um, the diet industry has like keto has demonized carbs. Um, so that people are scared of that one little thing. And, and so there's, there's just like all the diets have like demonized one piece. And then, so people think there's like a magic, um, a magic food, a magic way, a magic, combination of when to eat what to eat and so i feel that's why i want everyone to know our message that it doesn't have to be this complicated and that actually ties in really well with like we can end with this because this will be like positive and fun um okay so i found one other thing and i'm like oh i wonder if he deals with that so one of your posts is basically saying that um the the first step to having successful weight loss transformation is actually believing that you can lose weight I love and that, you know, not before figuring out your calorie deficit, before figuring out which routine you're going to do for exercise, you need to actually believe that you can lose weight. Why did you choose to put that post? Do you deal with that? Yeah, a lot of people, they just they just think that they they failed so many times that they they want to, but they just can't actually commit to doing it because all the previous failures just led to them thinking that they have no confidence in their ability to change anything. So they'll, they kind of, kind of go in and kind of half-ass the process thinking like one day, okay, I'm going to try the next day. No, this isn't working. And so if you don't actually believe that what you're doing is going to give you results and you're not committed to it. Um, you're, you're going to self-sabotage. You're going to convince yourself it's not working and you're going to give up and you're going to fail. So it's important to believe and actually believe, not to say, you know, look in the mirror and say, I believe, I, but actually truly believe that you can do it and then stay consistent and, and, and prove that to yourself. And once you've done that, well, you know, once you believe it, well, then you're going to actually get there. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And once you get it, then you believe it more. Like, well, you know, exactly. then, you, yeah. then you know that you can kind of, you, you, your power is almost unlimited. You can, you know, change a lot of things if you want, if you actually go through the process. So absolutely. It's, it's very empowering. I, I love that you said that. And we've seen that with our members over the years. I've seen like literally beautiful physical transformations, but then also like in their lives, I've seen people go back to school. I've seen people get divorces. I've seen people change careers. I've seen it all because they had the confidence to do hard things. They were like, okay, I can do hard things. I can do this. Yeah. And yeah, one of the, sure. the other things that we say a lot at your weight loss is you're not broken. And people do come in feeling like they're broken. It's like weight loss is not meant for them. Um, I've tried everything. Um, so I think that that conversation and that language needs to be addressed first. Absolutely. Um, in order for you to be able to find a way to create a deficit in your life, to find a workout that you like. Uh, because chances are in the past diets, you did a workout you did not like. Um, and and what I, typically that, that's too bad is that they often do things that they don't like. That's not them. They weren't happy, but they had amazing results and they only stick to the results they got. So they're like, hated CrossFit, but lost a bunch of weight. So might as well go back. Cause that's the only thing that works, you know? So there's a lot that comes from the baggage of years of trying and failing. Like if you've lost weight and you have not kept it off, do not go back to that. Like, no. There's, there was a missing piece. We don't know what the piece is, but we're going to figure it out. Um, but there was certainly a missing piece to the keeping it off part that you also wanted. You know, you didn't just want the physical transformation. You wanted to keep it. Um, so that's kind of where we bring them. So I love that you put that on your wall. It means that you, you that's an emotional piece to weight loss. The believing, because the emotions yeah. need like the confidence, the trust as well. Exactly. You have to believe that you're able to do it because at the end of the day, if, if you don't actually think that you can do it, well, you're, you're like not. I said, you're going to fail. And if like you, like you mentioned, if you tried something, it worked, but then you're back in the same situation as you were prior to that. Well, then it wasn't really as it successful. Didn't as work. You it didn't it, work. Right. Yeah, if you're like, having to do it. the same thing over and over again to lose weight, it's probably not the right approach right? Yes. Yes. But we're humans and we go back to the, we go back to it. Yeah. Um, and we have, I mean, we forget what we ate last weekend. So we have amnesia of how we felt deprived when we lost that weight. We just remember the like glory and the, the after pick that shows up on our memories on Facebook. La? And we don't forget the whole work we had to do. And the fact that we kind of had lost ourselves and that we weren't really approaching it in the way that felt right. Um, yeah. So it's, a, it's, it's time and, and work as well. And dealing with the trauma of losing the weight, gaining it back, the diet noise, the diet language, like there's a lot to unlearn and there's a lot to learn as well to, to do it a different way. Exactly. Okay. So I want to leave, I would love for you to leave our listeners with just like one little tidbit. So a lot of people listening to us want to lose weight. Um, if you were, you know, kind of coming across someone on the street and they're like, I want to lose weight. Like, where do you give them, where should they start? Where should they put their energy? Um, well, if it's somebody that's starting from scratch, an absolute beginner, um, I would suggest that they just focus on, you know, trying to eat a little bit of protein at every meal, um, get lots of vegetables, um, increase their vegetable intake, uh, drink two to three liters of water a day and go for a walk every day. That like, just the basic, basic habits quite often for a lot of people that are just starting, just doing those are going to make a, 
um, an amazing change. And so it's actually like, it's still like a lot, like think of someone like there's a lot there to, to figure out. So just take those four advice and just like, which one am I willing to do today? Yeah. Is it the walk? Is it the water? Yeah. Is it the yeah, finding protein week, yeah. I like? Yeah. Yeah. So each week it can be a new one that you add in. So you can say next week, go for a walk every day. Yeah. Okay. That was successful. Good. Now the next week have protein at every one of your meals. Okay. That worked out too. Okay, great. The next week we're going to, you know, add three more servings of vegetables. Okay. That worked too. Fantastic. By then all these habits have starting to be ingrained and you've automatically improved your, your energy levels, your life. You've probably lost a little bit of weight and you're feeling much better. And um, why did they probably lose a little bit of weight, Rob? Well, because they're in a calorie deficit <laughs> without really like, like thinking like, oh, I'm in a nut, like looking at the numbers, but just, you know, they're probably a little bit more conscientious of what they're eating. So they're eating a little bit less and they're getting out moving, moving more. So they're tipping the scales in the opposite direction and they're creating a small calorie deficit and therefore losing weight. There you go. And they're like, oh, that's just magic, Josie. And I'm like, I mean, it's not magic, but sure, kind of. I mean, people, it's almost like they think that they need to know the number in order to be a calorie deficit. And I'm like, you, your body, it just, you just need to create a deficit, whether you know the exact number. I mean, no one knows the exact number. We all know how difficult it is to accurately track what comes in. And also what goes out is also an estimation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no way of really like you're guessing it the whole time. Yeah. Right? Yes. So, you know, it, the, the best analogy is always the one where people use about like the dog being overweight and it comes out like when the vet says the vet doesn't tell you to put them on some special diet or whatever. It's just, well, they've got to get out and exercise more, move around more and we're going to feed them a little bit less and it always works. And, and, and people take that. Um, and I think the reason why people are afraid, I think there's two reasons, like I'm putting myself in my shoes, you know, five years ago, 70 pounds heavier, you would have given me that advice. And I would think, is it really that simple, though? And also, I would have said to myself, but is that enough? And, and it's almost like through years and years of trying to lose weight, it sucked so bad and it was so difficult and so all encompassing that when we try and tell people to do it differently, they just don't believe us. But that's the belief piece leash that we were just talking about. When we showed up on social media and really went hard with calorie deficit, the belief wasn't there and they struggled with it. Um, it's the same with this. Like it, it, they struggle with believing and he's so right with his post. Like if you do not believe in, in what you're actually trying to accomplish, um, there's going to be, there's going to be a disconnect at one point where it's, you're just not going to continue. Um, if you don't, so the girl that commented that on the Instagram, she, and, and, and I wanted to say like, you're obviously struggling to believe in my message, you know, in, in my way, in what we're trying to, to teach. And I was like, I, I get it. I understand. Cause it's so different. Um, but at the end of the day, thousands of people have lost weight with our program. Thousands of people are saying like, this is, I've never, you know, had this approach before. So whether you believe them, and then you start believing in the message. You just need to keep listening to the to them. I said basically like all the best. Keep listening to it and see if you can see transformations in your performance and in your brain as well, because it all starts there. And and so they want that magical number. Oh, Moji, when we started with calorie deficit, all they were saying was, okay, so how do I calculate my calorie deficit? How do I calculate my calorie deficit? Whew, that's all we got as comments every day. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And that's why we created the calorie deficit bootcamp, which is coming up, right? Yep, exactly. Yes. So this podcast is coming out right at the middle of our, uh, calorie deficit bootcamp. It's, it's coming out. So Rob in March this year, we did a calorie deficit bootcamp free full week where Alicia and I showed up and we're like, the world needs to understand what a calorie deficit is. We like realized on TikTok, no one knew we actually had 8,000 people signed up for it. And, um, and so it was this epic week where we just educated them on everything that I see, like the neat, the BMR, the, the, you know, all of that. And they were just like, we gave them hope. We made them believe in calorie deficit. And I think we changed a lot of minds during that. And week. helped them to create awareness. Like I would send them home with homework and they would be like, holy shit, my coffee is 200 calories, you know? And, and we just really helped create awareness into areas in their lives where they were consuming more calories than they realized at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nah, it, it was a good week. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can our listeners find you? Um, well, on Instagram, uh, uh, Rob Allen Fitness, um, and uh, I have a Facebook group as well. It's called Simple Sustainable uh, Weight Loss. Um, so you can find the links for both of those on my my Instagram. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your time. We know that that's a really important resource. So thank you so much, and we'll see you on the gram. Everyone, follow us on YouTube, Facebook. TikTok and Instagram under Your Way Weight Loss or join us at yourwayrsupport.com. Go and join our Calorie Deficit Bootcamp. Starts very soon. Okay, bye guys. Bye. Thanks for having me. Take care.